When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I'm laughing to myself, Elise, because I can't just to distinguish us on my screen <laughs> we're wearing like a similar thing in similar glasses and i'm like keep looking at elise and getting we do have like a similar um lighting situation too right oh yes now, beautiful our beautiful gorgeous lighting. gorgeously backlit with the overcast Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have yeah. the same like you have the same like distance from you to the wall. Yeah. And also <laughs> the window to you. It's very interesting. This is, this is fascinating yeah. to the listener. Fascinating this is to yeah, this podcast material. <laughs> um, just describing what we look like in, in Zoom. <laughs> uh, I am so excited to be back with you guys today. We have a fun episode today, even though we're going to start by touching base about the Delta variant. I feel like shit got real, real real fast. And uh, we didn't touch on it too much yesterday because we were talking to Congressman Swalwell. Um, Elise, I think you talked to Rep Swalwell on tuning out the news recently, too. He just Mm -hmm. we can't get enough. I know. I know. Rep Rep Swalwell is one of my closest friends. (laughs) 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 But I do see him more often than uh, than than most representatives. Definitely. definitely And a lot of close friends, probably. Definitely have Zoomed with him more than um, than my top five friends. Absolutely. Yeah, there are some I have Zoomed with him more than some members of my family. I I await being asked for all three of us to be joint godparents of his. Of course. uh, Of course. Completely. So we're going to talk a bit about the Delta variant. But first, of course, we got to roast Jeff Bezos for going to space for 11 minutes. This happened uh, now like three times as long ago as it lasted. So this morning, former now former Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos and three others became some of the first civilians to go travel into space. On board today's flight were Jeff Bezos, his brother, Mark Bezos, pilot Wally Funk, who became the oldest person to fly into space, and 18-year-old Oliver Damon. So Damon's dad had sold his $28 million ticket. He'd actually auctioned it. But this was the ticket where the buyer had like a scheduling conflict. And I guess there must have been the best return policy ever for that auction because Damon's dad took it I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you have a scheduling conflict? Like, what? I have to know more about the scheduling conflict because it is very like. I feel like if you're the type to want to go to space, you would maybe move 
some stuff around like, okay, you know what? what? We're going to do this meeting on a different day. Because I'm yeah, going to go to space. can't you move? It's also 11 minutes. <laughs> I, I really need to know. You're going to get back <laughs> to what you're doing really quickly. I'm desperate to know. If you have that much money, what is immovable? We're going to do a long lunch. I'm going to go to space. I'm going to come back. <gasps> right. Uh, you guys can start the meeting without me. Uh, if anything, you know gets delayed. <laughs> I cannot imagine what it was unless like a funeral or something, but I assume this was Maybe, like a $20 yeah. million scheduling conflict. But from what I can tell, um, the, the, the buyer was able to, to get the money back and Damon's son went. So Bezos made the trip just three days after fellow billionaire, Richard Branson, but Bezos's vessel, it went a bit farther into space. I believe it went to the Carmen line, which is like technically space. And uh, Mr. Branson only went about 50 miles above the planet. The first uh, sold tickets for these flight were 28 million, as we said, but we don't know what like the market rate of these flights is going to be. Apparently, if you want to know, you can email astronauts at blueorigin.com. I, I did get <laughs> that email because i would like us you know what just email whatever your fucking heart's desire to that email mm-hmm. astronauts at blueorigin.com okay yeah they're really i guess ha- hyping that if you go to space you are automatically um an astronaut but this made me curious I guess like that's true is that I mean, not true that must be what defines an astronaut like if you go up is there it going to space I mean, we could change the definition to be like a space professional. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think as of right now, you would qualify as an astronaut just by going to space. Yeah, but I'm not a pilot just because I go in a plane. Okay. But am I? Okay. But I think people that fly. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that every, like not every passenger on a space vessel is a pilot. So as we've seen in many space movies, a lot of them have specialties. Usually the woman is like just a scientist. Right. But I feel like they're all astronauts, but I don't think that everyone who goes to space should qualify as an astronaut. So I think we're going to have to rethink the whole structure of what is and isn't an astronaut. Because I don't want to call Jeff Bezos an astronaut. And also another thing that I want to say, and you guys, everyone knows how heated I get about space. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was like, this isn't the episode where you're going to get three people like, but space is so cool. <laughs> so I don't think that I 100% consider what Richard Branson and Bezos have done here going to space. My conjecture of going to space is that you're up there in the shit, yep. the blackness, you're seeing Earth from the spaceship as we've talked about. But they're just going up, in my opinion, very, very high and coming back. That's all they're doing. I was under the same. That's just what I feel like. Impression as you were. I don't really feel like they're going to space. Well, it feels like spaceships would go straight up. This is more of like a long curve. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Right. It does. I mean, technically, they went to space. Technically, they went to space. But yeah, I mean, I had I did not look into this that much before today because it's just annoying that the world is poor and they get to do this. But I did not know it was 11 minutes long. That is ridiculous. 11 minutes. And I guess like he kept typing up like they want everybody to have like the overview effect. And I even read articles of like billionaire apologists being like once, no, once billionaires see the borderless earth from above, they will come back and know what to do ethically with their riches. I mean, I'm still waiting. It landed about an hour ago. No, I feel like it's probably one of those feelings where it's like someone who is obsessed with becoming a bride 
finally has her wedding and it's over and then they just become an awful person all over again you know? <laughs> yeah like they just start demonizing people over the baby they're gonna have like it's yeah. just, <laughs> you're all right whether you go to the courthouse or you had a hundred thousand dollar wedding so it's like jeff bezos just did like the vegas wedding of space travel but he's like i'm a bride i do uh, feel like because i was reading up on what each of the different and, and we talked about this. I think you you and I did a little bit, Amanda, well, like what the different companies are going to offer as far as like space travel. And I do feel that Elon Musk is the only one who's offering what I truly consider to be going to space, which is that you're going to go in a thing and it's going to float around the earth and you're going to be outside oh. fully outside of the earth for several days on a thing. That sounds like hell to me, but that's what they're offering. The, the other ones, it's just that you go up really high and then you come back. And that, to me, is not going to space. It's it's <laughs> like it's yeah, it's like a tease of space. It's like when they say like, I mean, I guess this is not a good metaphor. I was going to say something about just the tip, but it's still then <laughs> this metaphor would well, still that's be what space came back from the uh, from the space yeah. vessel was just the tip. <laughs> Just the tip, Ryan. It, it is really, just the tip. I, just the tip is away from the metaphor. It is just yeah. the tip. And I don't think it counts. <laughs> yeah, it did. And also the rocket was very phallic. So it was, I guess it was a proper metaphor. As because literally tend to it be. was. Yeah, that's true. It was surprisingly <laughs> dick. Like I there was so much about this morning that I did not, that I did not expect. Did I not have to expect. say I didn't look at the rocket that much. Is it more dick-like <laughs> than a regular rocket? Did it oh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> It just is like, it looks like they did it on purpose. Honestly, it's wild. Yeah. Okay. I'll take a look and see if I think it's more or less (laughs) dick-like than other rockets. (laughs) I didn't observe the whole thing. I didn't watch it. No. Well, as I watched it happen and then I thought I was like, I'll come back to this an hour, but 11 minutes. So if you only have 11 minutes, but you also have $28 million, what are you going to do? What would you spend $28 million to do for 11 Mm. minutes? I'm more hung up on that. Someone's dad spent $28 million on them. I'm like, that's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. I actually had previously thought that the little Dutch boy was there because he won a contest. I I thought it was like a Willy Wonka situation. It was literally like, well, my dad's friend can't go. (laughs) He just has a rich dad. (laughs) I thought it was like way different. Yeah. I really thought it was like, I, I, okay, whatever. Anyway, that's also weird. It's now the youngest person to have gone to space. So that's like the only cool thing about this is that I don't want to like pinkwash Jeff Bezos's trip because I think that's exactly what he was doing by inviting this woman, Wally Funk, to come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is 82 and she has like a beautiful backstory where she was a super prolific young pilot in the 60s when there wasn't. There was a time where NASA invited 13 women to basically participate in this program that was like, can you survive in space? Like, are your bodies the same like men's? Will your period like turn you inside out? And <laughs> hey, yeah. Is your period going to explode once you get up there? What's going to happen to your period? <laughs> but they still remember gave them 100 tampons that time. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Beautiful. So many of those, those participants did great. Like apparently this woman specifically, they put her in an anti-gravity tank for like 11 hours and they had to take her out because she didn't give a fuck. She just fell asleep. She's like, this is fine. They like shoved ice water in their ears to see if they'd get vertigo. And then they were just like, nah, we're not going to send the ladies. <laughs> I, I also love all the idea, like the idea that like, 
none of that is necessary at all. <laughs> They're just like, what's going to happen to ladies? We got to shove ice in their ears. <laughs> <laughs> right. What if their uteruses do something when they get vertigo? We simply have them to if we put them in space. Well, they need bras. Like, what happens to the bras? Yeah, exactly. What happens to their titties if we put them in space? <laughs> and it's just like Dying. nothing really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fine. Uh, I mean, I to be fair, I think a lot of these tests they did on the men too. <laughs> Some of them were definitely women specific, but they just like randomly shut down the program. She kept trying to go to space and there were all these like fucked up, you know, systemic reasons why it's like you needed to have a certain amount of specific flying hours. But those jobs like in the Air Force weren't even accessible to women. So it was like impossible. But like she had flown so many times Um, they told her she couldn't go because she didn't have an engineering degree. They let John Glenn go with an engineering degree. And I guess at some point in time, somebody asked John Glenn's opinion on this. And he said, uh, the fact that women are not in this field is a fact of our social order. Um, Jokes on him because she has now taken his place as the oldest person to travel in space, which is like, this is very nice, but I, I, Saw a quote from another astronomer in the New York Times that basically sums up as like, great for her, but we really shouldn't be in a position where like a woman still needs to rely on a white male gatekeeper 60 years in the future to make a trip she's like already ready to do. Yeah. I mean, just the vibe check on the whole thing is bad. Like (laughs) I'm for I'm for scientific innovation. I think that space is cool. I think that we probably should explore space and learn more about space. I don't know if it should be just random billionaires shooting themselves up into space kind of because they can. And then like, I think the whole optics of the like weird competition between him and Richard Branson and like Elon Musk a little bit, like all of it is very, um, it's a pissing it's contest. To me. It after is the story this morning, the second headline after like the second biggest headline this morning after like Bezos is going to space, like when they ran out of shit to talk about, they would be like, well, has Richard Branson said congratulations yet? And they asked that like 40 times until he finally did. That was the, the second most important story. Like the earth is the fish are boiling in the sea, people. <laughs> yeah, the fish are boiling in the sea. And like it's I mean, multiple stories came out recently about how like a minimum wage worker can't afford to live anywhere in the Mm -hmm. United States. So it's Mm -hmm. just it's kind of grotesque to watch people do this with do this with their own personal wealth. It's different when it's like governments or like science in general that is funding this. Like, I'm just like, you know, it's it's I'm not shocked because it's like of course these megalomaniacs are doing this you know but i'm more like grossed out by like the network coverage of it and how it's like makingly seeming it's like one of the most important things to ever happen and yes. it's like they're like they're we like earth may not may no longer be an option one day what for space next to the moon and it's like really let's just like actually try and fix the one thing that we are fucking up and it's also why yeah let's ask ourselves why earth might not be an option could it be because like we didn't do anything and what on what on what planet literally do we think that the moon is more habitable than the earth that we currently live on that makes no sense i know but they're like this is great there can be colonies on the moon it's like here here's the thing i think we are grossly exaggerating how many people want to live on the moon Grossly. Yeah, I don't know how fun it would be to live on the moon. I think it would probably be asked to live on the moon, number one. <laughs> and number two, I don't like that the first impulse is like, colonize the moon. Like, and I'm just like, we have to stop. 
<laughs> we don't know enough about I think that we should be going to space and learning about space. I don't think that we should be throwing, putting trash up there, sending just random assholes up there. Mm -hmm. I don't like I'm I'm for exploring space for scientific purposes. I'm not for exploring space so that dudes can just like kind of fuck around up there. Right. Even national security, like aliens pose a risk to national security. I am fine with us spending a lot of money to like go up there. But something that I saw on when people were pointing out this on Twitter, because like, oh, you see, just gave so many disclaimers. Like I like space. Space is cool. Like you do feel like such a curmudgeon to be like, this is <laughs> fucked up. They went to space. And I, I am w- completely willing to concede that I'm sure like some element of what these billionaires are doing will make some sort of contribution to how we can like benefit from going to space. But um Somebody pointed out, her name is Marian Elder on Twitter. She said that it's fine. It's cool that civilians are going to space. But like Brian said, this feels like PR. Like, why did everybody jump on the PR campaign of billionaires going to space? Like, they didn't. This is excellent for them. Nothing has they're also just them from going, going up again. really high. They're just yeah. going. They're also just going up really high. 50 they're miles? Not- 50 miles? That's like to I- JFK. <laughs> no, it's Astronauts not that far. It just, it just takes an hour to get there. Yeah. <laughs> astronauts live up there for days and they eat they have to eat all the nasty ice cream and (laughs) and they have to like piss in a bag like they have to like do stuff up there so i feel like whatever i mean it's coming next one of them is going to go and stay for longer but i just think that they're just going up really high at this point yeah at least i put a picture of the vessel in the in the outline do you see it okay that is extremely phallic like where there is is a ridge there is a head. Oh, yeah, because of the top. <laughs> yes, okay. exactly. Everybody yeah, knows who you're talking absolutely. about. That. And <laughs> yeah. that is the tip absolutely, that went absolutely. in. Absolutely. That is absolutely. the tip that came back down. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it had more of a ball like thing uh, at the bottom <laughs> before it went up. But okay. Mm-hmm. It is more phallic than typical rockets. Yes. But I, I do, I do want to offer what I would do for $28 million because I was thinking about this a lot this morning. Mm-hmm. I think I would sit front row at a Beyonce concert. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was, some, I was thinking yeah. Lady Gaga. Sorry. Yeah. I would definitely do that. Or I was thinking like, could you have like an 11 hour orgasm? But I don't think we've medically achieved that yet, but I would rather do that than go to space for or 11 minutes rather than go to space for 11 minutes. What would you pay 20? Let's say $28 million to you. Elise is like a hundred bucks. What would you do? Okay. Yeah. Cause that was a question I had. So I have Bezos money. I'm going to do something for 11 minutes. It's not a hundred bucks. It's like, it's like the most expensive thing you've ever bought other than like a home. It's a real investment that gets you nothing in return. Okay. I have no desire to go up high. No, (laughs) or or down low. I don't want to go down low either. I don't want to go up high. I don't want to go down low. And this is like something we have to do something that's within the realm of like scientific possibility. Exactly. I was thinking like maybe have someone cook me a delicious meal, like the best chef in the world, like make my favorite gluten-free food would be nice. You guys are very, we're very easy. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm like, like a hug hug from Oprah an 11 minute hug from Oprah. I would, that's on my list for sure. That's a good one. Elise is really contemplating this. I would pay that. I really am. I, Brian's food one is really good Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. eat something or drink 
some kind of thing. But I'm also like, maybe I would try to see like. $28 million worth of Botox in 11 minutes. Yeah, 11 minutes just. <laughs> Just load me up. See, if you ask a rich person this, they could definitely answer it much more quickly because they actually like know what you can get. I don't even know. Like, I guess you could probably like charter a yacht every summer for the rest of your life. Oh, but that's not right, 11 like, minutes. It's just 11 minutes. I know. That's the thing is like my $28 million things are I'm spending it on a longer experience. Mm-hmm. Anything else just seems that I'm like, wow, why am I spending $28 million? I would make a $28 million budget, 11 minute short film. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. That's a perfect answer. That's a perfect, That's answer. A perfect answer. Yeah. <laughs> Wealthy directors. If you're listening, I would hire like yeah. Oprah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Nicole Kidman and me. That would, probably, <laughs> that would be $28 million. I think yeah. I don't actually Here's think you could I afford would... all this. Oh, she's ready. She's ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I've Brian inspired me. What Brian just said inspired me. I would set up like one of those, you know, those old shows in the 90s where you have to run around in like a Toys R Us and get as much stuff as possible. Ooh. I would set that up for myself in like a luxury department store Ooh. and I would just have to get $28 million worth of stuff in 11 minutes. And it oh, would that's be a possible game. too. It would be a game that I would I would play with myself because <laughs> yeah. I'm a, clearly a psycho billionaire at this right. point. So I would set up this elaborate game for myself and then I would play it. It'd be a fun <laughs> game to like play with your friends, like at a party, like everybody gets 11 minutes. Yes. You yes, guys yes, really, yes, yes. You yes. guys really took this in a really innovative direction. <laughs> I really appreciate your minds. It's hard if you don't want to go to space or not to space up high. If exactly. you don't want to go up high or you don't want to go down low, it's really hard to spend the 28 mil in 11 completely, minutes. Completely. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy healthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E 
F-O-O-D-S dot com. Moving on, moving on. That was a nice, that was a nice reprieve. We ate dessert first, so we'll move on to our veggies. So as we mentioned, we talked to Representative Swalwell yesterday, so we didn't react too much to what's been a really intense rise in COVID cases around the country. That is, it's really intense because it's starting to touch a lot of people personally. Again, Elise, I know you'll talk about this a little bit. So mm-hmm. the seven-day average of COVID cases went up 70% last week with hospitalizations up by 36% and COVID rising in all 50 states. I didn't think I was going to have to put shit like this in an outline again, but here I we know. are. So the worst states for vaccination or not for vaccination, rather, I'm sure there's a correlation, but the worst states for cases right now are Arkansas, Florida, Missouri, and Nevada. But in Florida, one out of five new COVID cases in America are coming out of Florida alone. And it's pretty intense there. Yeah. Um, I'll just jump in and say my uncle who's in Florida got a breakthrough infection of COVID fully vaccinated. He's okay. He hasn't had to be hospitalized. So like the vaccine did what it's supposed to do, but like, I mean, the first thing that he said when I was talking to him was that he's like, I mean, there's it's just lawless down here. There's no rules. No one gives a shit. And like, you know, Ron DeSantis, what he's putting out, like, don't Fauci, Florida, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you're literally killing people. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Florida is one of the places where it's like, I think it is where it's like it's outlawed to make a mask mandate. I know you can ask for vaccine proof of vaccination in Florida. And that's becoming like a whole thing because the cruise industry wants mm-hmm. to ask people for proof right. of vaccination before you get on a fucking cruise ship, which and, is a cesspool like, of disease to begin with. Yeah. Like <laughs> where you get on a cruise, they want to be able to ask you, but because most of them come out of Florida, it's like becoming this whole thing. Poor cruise lines. They're really suffering. I know. I mean, people are coming I mean, literally from all over the country and especially all over the South to get on cruises in Florida. So they're getting the COVID rising from everywhere else. Only less than half of Floridians are fully vaccinated. And that's a lot of old people. I mean, it's it's crazy to hear you say it's lawless because it's like it's easy. Brian and I were talking about this last week. It's It's been easy to get used to in the city. It's still it, things really do feel like they're somewhat back to normal. But it's because like, I, I know every, our vaccination rates are great. Like places like Vermont and like Massachusetts, like you're good. Like it's not getting in, but when you're in Florida and less than half of people are vaccinated and nobody's doing precautions and still in this city where it's not spreading, I would say a quarter, no, at least I would say half of people are still completely masked indoors all of the time. And it sounds like in Florida, like you haven't, you haven't seen masks for months in any density. Yeah, I mean, I've seen more people wearing not wearing masks indoors in New York in like recently. But I, you definitely just people still have masks with them and on and yeah, there's like, still a pandemic. Ha- yeah, like I mean, I think New York is traumatized, yeah. <laughs> deeply traumatized by having been like the original epicenter. But it it did feel like I was kind of I felt personally in this place of like you know, living in my vaccinated bubble of the city where things are safe. And like, you do have to show that you're vaccinated to go to like larger indoor events and mm-hmm. everyone that it's in my social circle is vaccinated. But after like I, it, the, this thing with my uncle, it was like a reality check where it's like, oh shit, no, this is a really serious problem and people aren't getting vaccinated. And it affects, I think I had kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you're not supposed to write it off and be like, oh, well, 
if people choose to be unvaccinated, then that's their choice, but it affects other people too. Like, and I'm sure you were thinking, sick. yeah. And I'm sure you were thinking, I mean, I've gone to weddings where I'm like, everything's fine. This is great. It's back to normal. But then it's like, you look, it's like, well, no, in reality, people are coming from all sorts of places. And even if they're vaccinated, like, but as you said, like the vaccine did its job. You said he, how did he find out he had it? Did he feel sick or did he, he get sick. tested? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just classically, like got sick he's a he's a psychiatrist so he's a doctor himself so he like also takes precautions and stuff still you know because mm-hmm. he gets how this shit yeah. works but yeah i mean he's definitely <sighs> he was definitely pretty sick like he was symptomatic you know mm-hmm. um but he didn't have to be hospitalized and he's in his 70s so mm-hmm. you know prior to being vaccinated, I don't know how sick yeah. he would have gotten given that it is probably this Delta variant, which is not, it's more transmissible. It's not necessarily like uh, right. worse, more but deadly. it's not safe for a 70 year old man to get COVID. So it's, <laughs> I'm glad that he was vaccinated. It did. It does seem like the vaccine provided him like some kind of protection, but he still mm-hmm. did get COVID. Well, so we have a, so we, I just got back from Spain and, and everyone was like so happy to like, they were just starting to get their vaccines and because it's really starting to rise quickly there. And we have a friend who is a, he's 41. He's been in the hospital for two weeks. With oh COVID. God. He was in and out and he was supposed to get his vaccine the day before he started presenting symptoms. He had like a fever and a oh headache. God. And then he like got short of breath and passed out. And so like, it's just, you know, if you are able to do it, you do it. He's a healthy, fit, 41-year-old person. You never know if you're going to be that person. Yeah. The number of stories I feel like we've heard lately, like this person with their last gasping breath was like, oh my God, how did I not? Like I had that on the on the table. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also like, it's more dangerous to just be an old person right now because hospitals in some States are so full that like, if you have a, if you fall off Mm -hmm. your bike, you're in a car accident and you're a young, healthy person. If you're a person in their seventies who has a heart attack and you probably would have been fine, but there's nowhere for you to go. Like in those areas, like it's back to that. It's back to that for no reason at all, other than the vaccine hesitancy. Yeah, it's, it's really alarming. I, and, and I don't know what, what we I do. I really don't. Because we, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. We're, we're doing it. It's we need those, you know, people like Trump and the House Republicans, like we talked to Swalwell yesterday, they need to say that they're vaccinated. We need Trump to say that he got vaccinated as soon as he possibly could. He still hasn't. He's still denying right. it. Ivanka yeah. did it. And she got torn apart. It was like, so it's like, it's, they're killing Rough. their own constituents at this point. It's it's just wild. And it's really I just don't know how to combat the misinformation when any source that you're going to give to combat the misinformation is suspect to that person. That's the like catch 22 to me that I don't understand. Like I saw something that they're like, Fauci is going to go door to door telling people to get vaccinated. I'm like, don't send don't do Dr. Fauci <laughs> to these people's houses. My God, they're going to. That's their nightmare. Right. The government doctor shows up at the house and is like, I'm going to give you the shot now. Like there, it doesn't make like their reality and our reality don't match up. They're not going to be excited to see Dr. Fauci at their house. They're going to think he's like a skin alien and he's going to come out as a reptile. Like they're more likely to think that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think Madison Cawthorn (laughs) said like, he's going to take your Bibles and he's going to take your guns. If he comes to your house, I feel really disheartened about it too. Small 80 year old man. Oh my God. 
this poor guy. Yeah. Do not make him do that. Do not make him do that. One in five people think that this thing puts a microchip in them. One in five people. That's really scary. That's really scary. And that includes 7% of 33 to 44 year olds, which is nuts. I'm also frustrated because yeah, I don't know how you fight this from our point of view, because like people are always asking, like, post more information. And I'm like, I am we are preaching to the vaccinated. And the mm-hmm. only people that come to our that see our vaccine content are people that already have it or are coming to our page to post misinformation and stuff. So it's like I either got to not post it or turn the comments off. And it's like people already know. But I do feel like we have to do something. But it's at the point where it feels like us. They have made vaccination political to the point where now people don't even want to talk about it because they say they don't want to get political. And that is exactly like what they wanted. Like you're not seeing players, bigger players come in and just talk as like, well, people can make their own decisions. They can do what they want. It's like polio could come back. These things come back. Like they're not yeah. gone forever. They're gone because we get vaccinated. But you're right. At least it's like the more we dig our heels in. It's like an identity. I think there are like, I think they were saying yeah. this on pod save. I don't want to say it if I accidentally stole it, but it's like, there are two issues. There are the anti-vaxxers who are like making an identity out of this. And then there are people, I don't personally know any of those people. And I don't really know how to speak to them who are just more vaccine hesitant and just like, don't feel like that. They don't feel like that. They're a little scared. People. You do. So how do you communicate do. with them? Like, and is I- that, what will it take? I mean, I think that some of the changing situation now might change it. I think as far as like people in my life who aren't selfish, evil monsters who aren't idiots, <laughs> like um, some of them have or feel that they have had bad reactions to vaccines in the past. So they want to wait. They're nervous. They have a general medical skepticism. Um, they've some of like they've fallen for maybe ideas about like, I should make my own immune system strong enough to do this. And I think, you know, you deal with a similar thing with that crowd, which is a lot of them are getting information from like sources that aren't good and don't trust sources that would normally be Mm -hmm. like reputable. Like the CDC would not be necessarily a trusted source to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that, if this issue hadn't gotten so politicized and we didn't have the group that was being like that made it their identity, then the group that was a little more hesitant than everyone else wouldn't be as big of a problem because Mm -hmm. realistically, like in a vaccination program, you should account for the fact that some people will probably take a year or a year and a half to get it because they have different values than you or whatever. But if we didn't have this other group that was, as part of their political identity, refusing to get it, that the the one that was more hesitant wouldn't be as powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, I think of looking at, especially looking at Florida, we're about to head into tropical storm and hurricane season. And so that confounded with that is, you know, a super spreader event and also a, a way for people to not be able to get the proper medical care that they need. So it's, and things are only going to get worse. They keep they happen every year and it's going to keep happening and happening. It's so that on top of this is scary to imagine. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. 
It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Before we close, I wanted to also ask you guys about like mandates, because I think Swallow was saying this yesterday, and I've been thinking that like, we need to just have more places mandate them or require them. So what do you guys think of like the LA County mask mandate? Do you think I've heard that was necessary, but I've also heard, you know, the benefit of getting vaccinated is that you don't have to wear a mask anymore. So they shouldn't have done that. Do you think that people that um, aren't sure about getting vaccinated yet are also really eager to take the mask off or like, do you think that masks bringing back mask mandates would help increase vaccination or just hurt it? What I've heard from people who live in LA is that it's just kind of like the mask mandate just kind of doesn't make sense. And is part of a broader picture of just like nonsensical and kind of confused and backwards COVID (laughs) restrictions that they've Mm. been dealing with. But I do feel like there has to be a delineated benefit, mm-hmm. social benefit to getting vaccinated versus not mm-hmm. at wi- because otherwise it's like, what's the, I mean, the point exactly. is your own health, obvious and that's wellness, not enough and, for some but people. that's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. So we need to in France. Um, I just, yeah. I was just going to check I this. Was gonna, yeah. I was going to say, so in France, Emmanuel Macron announced like, you're going to have to either have a negative test or prove that you're vaccinated to get into all these different public spaces and all these different types of events. And they immediately had like 2 million signups for their yeah. vaccination program. So I, I do like think, I know. So I do think that some of the people who are more hesitant, aren't 100% like, I think the vaccine has a microchip in it. They just are like, I want to know more. I want, I, I feel worried because it hasn't been around for this amount of time. I think those people could be persuaded by being like, well, I actually do want to go to this event and mm-hmm. it looks like people are doing pretty well. And <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like talking to uh, 
Mike about this the other day. And I was like, I don't, cause I've been saying this, like, I was like, well then everybody, everybody with like a Republican mom who won't get vaccinated should just like book her a trip to Paris. And I was like, yeah, but like a lot of the, there's, there's definitely a lot of overlap between the people who don't travel widely because they haven't had that privilege and people that are not getting vaccinated. So it's not going to be like, that's not how we're going to fix it. It's like, tell the people they can't go to Paris unless they get vaccinated. I think we could get some of the like lefty, crunchy granola people who don't want to get it because they like want to eat berries or right. like whatever. I do crunchy granola stuff too. And I think it's good to eat berries, but <laughs> well, I think what you're talking about I don't is want like, to knock eating berries. Yeah. Berries are really good for you. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I think it's part of a larger conversation, which I think we should probably have on the podcast, maybe with like a health expert about just like how women have historically not been served well by the medical community and like the way that it treats women has not always been in our interest. So that instinct to be like, it's this again, I understand the instinct, but it's like, then you look at the very basic information and it's, it's pretty clear if your priority is to stay alive, getting vaccinated is a is probably the way to go. Yeah. That is our show for today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.